0: and equips you to be like Christ in all aspects of your life. Enjoy today's message.
1: Amen. How many of you guys are excited for the Thanksgiving uh, week? Many of you will be getting ready for your Thanksgiving feast, maybe joining along with family. I'm excited for, so for some really good food. Maybe not making turkey this year. We might stick to like maybe some chicken curry and, and some biryani. I don't know. We're figuring it out right now. but. Also, Pastor Antti makes some really good food too, so I'm excited for what she has to have on the menu this week. So I'm I'm excited that we get to join together with family and friends. Uh, This time is also very sad for many people. I I think Pastor Linson was mentioning it last week that some people don't have the opportunity to be with their family. Some people don't have the opportunity uh, maybe to to join together around a, a banquet feast. But the, the, the main thing about what we're talking about, our series, giving thanks to God for all he's done, it's, it's not based on the circumstances. It's for God's character, right? So we can give thanks no matter what season it is, if it's, if it's November, if it's Thanksgiving. We give thanks no matter what the time or the season is, amen? So I pray that as a church, we would, we would, we would be a church that just gives thanks at all times. Even when you're walking on the street or you're walking into the church, just give thanks, for no reason. Just give thanks. Just say thank you. Thank you. Greet everyone as you're walking in. Pastor last week uh, or or two weeks ago was talking about having a attitude of gratitude. I love those words. Having an attitude of gratitude at all times. Uh, Just like the the one leper who came back and gave thanks um, and saw and reaped the blessing of giving thanks. That's what Uh, Pastor was talking about. Pastor Linson last last week was talking about that giving thanks is actually more important in times of scarcity and sorrow. We always think that when things are going good, everything is going amazing, you know, finances are going well, that's when we should give thanks. But actually, it's more important in times of scarcity and sorrow. Uh, Today, I will be talking about a word, and that word is rejoice. That word is rejoice. And oftentimes we don't, in the Bible, all throughout the uh, scripture, you see those words being associated together. You might be asking me today, uh, Pastor Ruben, what does what rejoicing and thanksgiving have to do with each other. But like I said, mentioned earlier, all throughout scripture, you see these words being associated with each other. In First Thessalonians, it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. This is the will of God in each and every single one of your lives. Let me read that one more time. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in each of our lives through Jesus Christ. To live a life you know, more purposeful as believers. These are the simple instructions that the Bible has for us. In order to honor God through everything that we do, we must rejoice, we must pray, and we must give thanks. Rejoicing has to be consistent. We can't choose to turn it off whenever we want to. It has to be consistent. We have to rejoice at all times. Prayer is a connection between you and God. And thanksgiving is a condition of our heart. Like I mentioned earlier, thanksgiving is not conditional. It's not transactional. Thanksgiving comes from a genuine place in our heart. If we, if we as a church only give thanks when someone else says thanks, thank you to us, we have to check our hearts. If we only give thanks when we want to receive something from somebody else or someone does something for us, That's not coming from a genuine place in our heart, we need to check our heart. But thanksgiving comes from the inward condition of our heart and the outward expression of our thanksgiving is that word I mentioned before, which is rejoicing, is that word rejoicing. And all throughout scripture, all throughout scripture, rejoicing, giving, being glad, celebrating, you guys read it, Old Testament, New Testament, it is everywhere. There will be a victory that is won, and all you see throughout Scripture is people rejoicing, giving thanks. Even in the New Testament and Philippians, if you read, uh, our friend Paul writes the words joy and rejoicing 16 times in the book of Philippians. And if you're like, oh, that's not a lot, well, there's only four books in the book of Philippians, yeah, four chapters, sorry. Yeah, four chapters in the book of Philippians. And there's only 21 to 30 chapters and uh, verses in those four chapters. But Paul is writing, giving joy and giving thanksgiving while he's imprisoned in Rome. How many of you can be in a really bad situation and still give thanks and, and rejoice? It's really difficult, right? But our friend Paul, as he's writing this letter, he is writing it while he's imprisoned in in, in Rome. Here's what it says in Philippians. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And he has to reiterate this, and he says, again, I will say rejoice. I hear Freddie Uncle's voice in my head all the time. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, again I say rejoice, right? We hear these songs, we hear these truths, but one word we're missing in that is rejoice in the Lord in the Lord if you have your notes today if you have your uh if you have your bible i want you to highlight or or underline that word in the Lord and that scripture continues to go on and says this let your gentleness be known to everyone that the Lord is at hand and do not let anxious don't be anxious about anything but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in our hearts, make our requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, will guard your heart and your mind. Again, we see those scripture of rejoicing, prayer, and thanksgiving. So that's what I want us to focus on today. The title of my message is Rejoice in the Lord, out of a heart of thanksgiving. Two points that I want us to focus on is don't restrict someone else's rejoicing. That's my first point. The second point is don't let someone else rob you of your rejoicing. Amen? All right, we're going to get into scripture today, and we're going to be reading from the life of King David. If you turn with me to 2 Samuel 6, 12 to 23. 2 Samuel 6, 12 to 23. So as you guys are turning there, I would love to preface what is happening in the scripture so we can get a little bit of a context of what's happening. So King David, he is made the king, and he decides to go, uh, uh, go to war against a Philistine army, and, and they gain victory over them. And they're taking the ark of the Lord back from the camp, and he is, he is taking it to the city of David. And as they are traveling on the road, so imagine this, they have an oxen cart, and on that oxen cart, all the uh, David's men are holding the oxen cart, and, and the presence of the Lord, the Ark of the Lord, is residing on the oxen cart. As they are entering into the town, the, the oxen cart stumbles, and Uzziah touches the, the Ark of the Lord, and he, he gets struck by the Lord, and he dies. David was filled with so much anger, so much fear of the Lord, that what he decided to do was keep the Ark of the Lord at Obed-Edom's house. He decided to keep it there. And while the presence of the Lord, the Ark of the Lord, was residing in Obed-Edom's house, for three months the household of Obed-Edom got blessed. That's what Scripture says. So then when David saw that that Obed-Edom's house was being blessed because the Ark of the Lord was there, he wanted to take the Ark of the Lord from his house And bring it to the city so the city can get the blessing or that the presence of the Lord could dwell inside of the city. This is where we pick up in 2 Samuel 6, 12 to 23. I'm going to read it and you guys can follow along. And it was told King David, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him. Because of the ark of the the Lord, so David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, he sacrificed an, oxen, an ox and a fattened animal, a, a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. and so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. Verse 16. This is where I want us to pay attention. It says this. But the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, but Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked down from her window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for him. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place, and a special tent David had prepared for it. And David sacrificed a burnt offerings and a peace offerings for the Lord, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. When he had finished his sacrifices, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Verse 19, then he gave every Israelite man and woman in the crowd a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, a cake of raisins, and they all returned to their homes, probably to have a Thanksgiving uh, feast. In verse 20, it says, when David returned home to bless his own family, Michal and the daughter of Saul came out to meet him. She said in disgust, she said in disgust. How distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. David retorted to Michal, I was dancing before the Lord, who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as a leader of Israel, the people of the Lord, so I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes but those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. Verse 23, our last verse. So Michal, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. Don't restrict someone else's rejoicing. Don't restrict someone else's rejoicing. David was filled with so much joy Because the presence of the Lord was in the city. But Michal, the daughter of Saul, has so much contempt in her heart. The word literally says she was so disgusted by David's worship that she didn't realize that the presence of the Lord was around her. She was not used to the way that David was worshiping. Maybe it was not the traditional way. Maybe it wasn't the culturally acceptable way. This is not how kings should be rejoicing. Kings are supposed to be more distinguished and more classier. Why is David looking so foolish in the presence of the Lord? These are the thoughts that are resonating inside of her head. So she has so much disgust for David that she was blinded to the fact that God's presence was in her midst. She was trying to restrict David's worship that she missed out on her own blessing. Church, how many of us Get caught up in this, right? We, we, we restrict others' worship sometimes because, because maybe we don't like the way they worship. Maybe, maybe we miss out on the opportunity. Uh, maybe it's something that we're trying to gain out of it. But the reality of all this is when we are focused on others or we, we focus on external things, things that are like bothering us, we miss out on the opportunity to engage in God's presence. You know, like common sayings I hear, because as a worship leader, you hear some of these things, and growing up, he says, I don't like how it sounded, the songs are not relatable to me, I could, I could do better if I was on stage. Um, and sometimes it can be like personal attacks too, right? It's like we worry so much about what, what people are saying, or how they look, how they talk, even maybe how I preach today, you know, how they sing, or how they stand, that we lose sight of God's presence around us. We're absent to the fact that God's presence is residing in our midst. We're absent to the fact that God wants to do something through you. But if you are not careful and you resist someone else's rejoicing, we we resist someone else's rejoicing, we will lose on our own blessing. And here's what scripture says, that our households will also lose on our blessing. If you don't believe me, turn with me to verse 23. It says this, So Michal, the daughter of Saul remained childless through the, throughout her entire life. Sometimes it's scary to me when I think about the presence of the Lord, because uh, like it's it's always about the condition of our hearts. But I know God's presence is here, but if we are not sensitive to what God is doing, we can it can be damaging. It can be dangerous. And it was it was so it was it was interesting to me that when she missed out on her blessing, that she ended up being childless for entire rest of her life. It's a generational thing. If we Rejoice in the presence of the Lord. It affects our generations. It's straight out of Scripture. McCall remained barren for the rest of her life. If we complain or we gossip or we slander in the presence of the the Lord, it might affect not only you but others around you as well. We cannot restrict what God is doing in this place. If God wants to move in this place, he's going to do it regardless. If we have, no matter what we have to say, God's presence is still going to be in this place. But what we have the choice of doing is to worship. What we have the choice of doing is rejoicing. And that's the easiest thing that me and you can ever do. I promise you. If you come into this place and we rejoice, we don't have to worry about anything else. We don't have to worry about if things are working on stage or if things are happening. God's presence is moving in this place. But I want to make this a positive thing, okay? Because I don't want us to be scared. <laughs> we need to be rejoicing. But if, if you and your family rejoice in the presence of the Lord, just like Obi edoms household you and yourself and your household will be blessed. If you choose to worship just like Obed-Edom's household, you, your family, your generations will also be blessed. It's it's straight out of scripture. It's coming straight out of scripture. If we choose to rejoice, you will also rejoice. Can we get an amen? amen? Amen. God is good. Amen. He is so good. The second point that I want to focus on today is don't let someone else rob you of your rejoicing. Don't let someone else rob you of your rejoicing. Another way to say it is don't let someone steal your joy. You, know, you might come in here and traffic must have been terrible out there and, and someone might have cut you off. That so easily can take your joy, right? Or someone might have said something wrong to you or you, you took something wrong and instantly your, your mood just changes. I, I mean, come on, guys. How many of the, has that happened to many of us? We come into the presence, of so excited. But the enemy, you have to understand, is strategic. He's thinking about how to ruin your joy. He's thinking about how that person on the road can mess up your day. He's thinking about the conversations that you will have that will mess up your day because he doesn't want you to rejoice. This is exactly what happened to David. One of his companions, Uzziah, he died a few months ago. How can he rejoice he, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things that David is battling in his own spirit, but he chose to rejoice even when Michal, Saul's daughter, had contempt for his heart. David chose to rejoice. He didn't let daughter, I mean, Saul's daughter steal his joy or be robbed, rob him of his joy. Church, don't stop rejoicing because of your circumstances. Don't stop rejoicing because someone criticized you or showed hatred towards you, but rejoice because we are the children of God. You mean you have an identity in Jesus Christ. God has chosen us. That's that's the only confirmation that we need. We don't need to worry about what other people say. Your identity is not predicted about others' perception of you, but the fact that you are children and you are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Our security is found in the name of Jesus. Amen? Our security is found in the name of Jesus, a name above all names. And I love how David responded in the scripture. And it's in verse 21, and I'm paraphrasing this. This is what David says, his response to McCall, right? This is what he says. I choose to rejoice because it is God who chose me to be king. That's a bold statement. That's such a bold statement. He didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't even have to, like, prove himself. He said, it's not your father who chose me. It's God who chose me. It's not you that I'm worried about. God already called me his own. God already accepted me. That is such a bold statement. I love that so much. So your disgust towards me does not affect me because I choose to celebrate in the presence of the Lord. So your disgust towards me does not affect me because I choose to celebrate in the presence of the Lord. If we let things like this affect us, we're letting the enemy choose our worship. We're letting the enemy dictate how our day is going to go. But if we are confident who God has called us to be, we will worship God with no end. We will have new songs to sing. Our worship would be a little bit different. Amen? I feel encouraged today. You know, when people try to stop our worship, or you get, you get robbed of your rejoicing, I want you to remind yourself who, who, you're, who God called you to be. I want you to that constant reminder. I want that to be running through your mind. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a child of God. If, if you get disappointed at any point, even today, something could happen right after this message. I want you to remind yourself of who God called you to be. It, you know, our confidence in God is like having the greatest insurance policy of all time. Even if people say negative or bad things towards us, we don't have to worry. Even if things go bad in life and everything is going bad, I'm, I'm saying everything is going bad, you don't have to worry because you are covered by the blood of Jesus. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. He's already chosen you. You are already his. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to do anything to earn it. You are already his child, and God chose us to be his worshipers. What an honor. He chose us to be the people that get to worship him, and that's why our worship looks a little bit different. In John 16, 22, it says, so also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice, and no one, absolutely no one, will take that joy away from you. I believe I need to read this one more time for many of you guys that are experiencing some hurt or any pain in your life. So, so also you have sorrow now, but you will also, but I will see you again, and your hearts will be filled with rejoicing, and no one will take that joy away from you. We can't control other people's worship we can't. I, can't. I can't sit here and be like, that person's on his phone. You know, <laughs> that person is not raising his hands. I can't control that person's worship. But what I get to choose to do is to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. That's the choice that I get to have today. And I'm not going to let anyone stand in my way of re- from me rejoicing God. You know, I'm not going to let anything, no circumstances stop me from rejoicing God. If the enemy stole your joy today, church, I want to remind you. Just lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and worship. If a coworker said something to you, maybe your job, you're feeling there's some instability at your job or some circumstances are going on right now, just choose to rejoice. Maybe COVID has been really hard for many of us. And and I know these past couple of months, these past couple of years have been really tough. This is the way the enemy can stop our rejoicing. Maybe family members, there has been illnesses, sicknesses around us, all around us. Man, the world is telling us not to rejoice. Well, church, I want to remind you, when you're in the presence of the Lord, choose to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. I believe there's a power when we as a community come together and we rejoice. How many believe that? There's a power that happens when we as a community come together and we rejoice. We don't, we don't have to say anything eloquent. Our messages, our songs don't have to be eloquent. We don't have to do certain things to, to make certain situations better. No, all we have to do is rejoice. And when a community comes together, there is some life change. There are some things that happen in our presence because God's presence is residing in us. And I believe that God is here today, and I believe his presence is here, and it's residing in me and you, that the reason we choose to rejoice is God's presence is here God's presence is in our midst. God's presence is residing here at Metro Church. God's presence is residing in the Dallas Metroplex. We don't have to physically go out and do things to make ourselves feel like we did it. Let God take care of it. Let God take care of it. If you're praying for transformation to happen in your workplace, if you're asking for transformation to happen in Dallas, let God's presence go before you. All you have to do is when God goes, you're rejoicing as God is going. God's going, you're rejoicing. You're in the tam- you have the tambourine, the lyre, the harp, the cymbal, whatever, whatever instrument you choose to play. You go and you go because God's presence has already gone before you. You rejoice because God's already doing a miracle. God's already doing something based on your situation. God's already working because his presence is there. God's presence changes everything. How many believe that? God's presence changes everything. everything. Everything? Everything? Everything. 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 God's presence is in our midst. That's why David worshiped, because God's presence was in the city. The ark of the Lord was about to enter the city. Come on, there's going to be some blessings. We can't help but give thanksgiving, worship, praise, adoration. Can't help it because of all that God has done and what He's going to continue to do. And sometimes God probably doesn't answer your prayer in that moment either, but we're still going to praise. God's presence here because it's bringing life change. God's presence is redemptive, God's presence is powerful, God's presence is transformative. God's presence can change everything around you. And I believe as a community, we are going to experience the presence of the Lord together. This is what happens when God's presence enters the place. We take refuge in him because he is a hope for all humanity. And when it's it's all said and done, maybe you don't like rejoicing here on earth, but when we get to heaven, we're going to be rejoicing in eternity. That's all we're going to be doing. We're, God's presence is, we're going to be rejoicing. It's going to be like the old church days. You know, we're going to be just singing, clapping our hands, playing the thumb bar, you know, the, the tambourines. I miss those days sometimes, you know, where we would just have fun in the presence of the Lord. You know, we would, we would sing and we would shout and we would praise. and We would all engage in the presence of the Lord together. David simply chose to worship. David chose to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. I mean, David was a man after God's own heart, but as you read through Scripture, David also experienced hardships. David went through many personal battles himself. I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're humans. But we serve a mighty God. We serve a great God. I mean, like, This is songs that we'll be singing for generations, church. Uh, I'm saying, like, I I hear echoes of our praise being resounding through generations. I think the praises of our past generations and our, our forefathers is what's residing in this room right now. I believe that's what's echoing and reverberating over this place. I think the echoes of our parents' generations is, is reflecting off of these walls. And and that's why we are here and we're engaging in the presence of the Lord. But but I'm telling you, if you want your generation to keep worshiping, we gotta keep singing louder, we gotta praise a little bit louder, we gotta sing some new songs, our worship, our shouting has to be a little bit different. And I know it might seem really uncomfortable. No, right? Like, it it might seem really uncomfortable. Like, Pastor Ruth, I'm I'm used to the seat that I sit in every week. Uh, I'm used to, you know, the two songs that we sing on a Sunday. I'm used to just having a message, do my checklist, go home, come back, do the same thing. Man, why do we limit God's presence? This This is what David wrote in Chronicles 16. This is the parallel to 2 Samuel. So this is from David's account. As he's entering the city, he makes his people. So like I mentioned earlier, he gives each band member or each person in his company a tambourine, a cymbal, a a gong, I don't know, a thumb bar, uh, uh, you know, all these instruments. And he says, as you are entering the city with praise, this is what I want you to say. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice and let them say among the nations, Lord reigns. And we all know this famous verse. It says this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. One more time. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So <laughs> the Lord was just like really on my heart this weekend. I, I was I had a reservation of if I should even share this. But um, whenever I'm writing in my Bible I, or journaling, I, I write like poems or songs to the Lord. And this week, particularly, the Lord gave me a poem that I should, felt like I should just read with you guys, if that's okay. Uh, here, it goes like this. What if you found Jesus in everything? That your rejoicing is not found in the idols that bring you the most joy, but your joy comes from the gift of salvation and God's redemptive plan for humanity. Suffering is inevitable, rejoicing is surrender, and we must all fall to God's feet. What if Jesus was found in everything? What if Jesus found, what if you found Jesus in your works? What if you found Jesus in your sufferings? What if you found Jesus when you exhausted yourself of searching? What if Jesus was found inside of you? Then you must tell the world of the treasure you found. Rejoice for he is with you and your rejoicing is in him. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I asked these guys to give me some, some lyres, some cymbals, some tra- uh, tambourines, whatever it is. We're going to be worshiping. We're going to be celebrating. Church, you can stand up with me. And I know we usually go into a solemn song, a song of reflection, but today we're going to be celebrating. You down? We're going to be doing some fun. We're going to do some praise breaks. These guys are going to. So, like I said earlier, no matter what your week looks like, you have a choice of rejoicing. So we're going to do it like the old church did, but what our parents used to do in fasting prayers when we'd be sitting down and we'd be playing the instruments and we would be singing our songs. Some of us will be singing off key, right? But it's all right. Some of us will be probably not on beat, but it's all right because we'll be worshiping, right? All right. And I, will, and I went to the enemy's camp and i took back what he stole from me and i took back what he stole from me and to the enemy's, just like david
0: took back what he stole from me i took back what he stole from me thanks for listening to this week's podcast if there is anything we can do to continue equipping you in your pursuit to be like jesus then please do not hesitate to reach out to us on our website at metrochurch.us. Also, if you found today's message to be inspiring and informative, then please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on this podcast platform or on our website. Again, thank you for joining us. We are so grateful for you. Have a great week and God bless you and your family.